friend or foe, only the shadowy figure knows. Let's see what the party creeps into this time on Hapless Heroes. Are you just here to steal stuff from me because I've worked hard to acquire these items? That is essentially why I'm here, yes. Welcome back to another episode of Hapless Heroes Quarantine Edition. I am Francesco, and I am once again your host and DM for this evening of mystery and creepiness. Yay! I have a wonderful cast of characters, and there's a plus one tonight as well. So I'm going to start as the way the portraits are arranged. On the left, we have Mike as Rovin Tossbottom. Creepy figures! John as Hondo the Immortal. I'm still not even sure why I'm here. Dave as Sir Dellum Rook. I'm not even sure why we're here. And Phil as the soon-to-be-introduced Malek. What am I doing in here? (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time I've heard his voice, too. This is great. Oh, God. We have Mario on our team. Oh, God. Yeah, that's the thing I thought of. So last week... um, you guys had explored further this hidden dungeon temple situation uh, that is down underneath uh, a mountain hidden in the Shadowfell. Uh, you guys found out, you know, that the river Styx literally runs through it and uh, crossed over it and ended up fighting some ghosts who weren't ready to move on. And they uh, definitely did their best to uh, inhabit your bodies, possess them, and try to get the F out of here. Unfortunately for them, you guys, or Sir Delam Rook really was able to eventually overpower them, free you guys from possession, and defeat them. And you guys had done some further exploring. You came upon a series of corridors that led you to what looks to be like a preparation room of some kind, um, all adorned with markings of the Raven Queen, which have been added here more recently than the actual um, structures have, have been around. Uh, and a shadowy figure was floating above one of three stone, that looks like either table or sarcophagi or both, uh, in the center of this room. And that's where we come back. We are now in the room. Sodellum Rook is standing at the threshold of the door, and this dark, vaguely humanoid, but only from, essentially from like the head to the waist, but th- below the waist, it's just like wispy, sort of shadowy stuff that doesn't actually like, you know, coalesce into any form besides like a little peak or point. Um, and it's just kind of sort of floating there, expressionless, right, faceless, above one of these three tables. Um, again, the rest of the room kind of covered in different, so there's like tools on a table to your left on the eastern side of the room. Um, did, I, did, I also, did I say a tool full of tables or a table full of tools? Because I'm pretty sure I said a tool full of tables if I, if I, if I hurt myself, right? There's a hallway full of tools. 
<laughs> yeah, there's also a hallway. There's definitely a hallway also full of tools. Uh, day. I'm I'm one step into the room, it appears. <laughs> and speak for yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not here. I'm just a disembodied voice that's describing things to you. So, <laughs> so Sir Delam Rook approaches the shadowy figure, indignantly, marching right on up. Okay, then. Who are you and what are you doing here? While you're at it, what am I doing here? <laughs> so the figure looks like it it, it kind of tilts its its shadowy head in order to like I think you process what you're saying and then it just starts kind of flailing its arms um, wildly, kind of leaving like a sort of a shadowy like to a trail as it you know moves its arms around and just begins trying to like gesticulate around the room but um, it's hard to make heads or tails like when it tries to speak nothing but a very soft un- indistinguishable whisper uh, emerges from its form but it's not it does not appear hostile it hasn't attacked you or anything you see it like point well, it's, it you, see, you see yeah um, you see it like start pointing towards the tools on the table you see it start pointing towards the uh, you know, the table on the eastern side of the room is you see us are pointing towards the sarcophagus slash preparation table below it, uh, as well as, you know, various other places you can't necessarily figure out where it's pointing to because it's not like its fingers are all that well shapen. So I'm playing charades with ghosts. You certainly are. Wow. Meanwhile, Rovin wants to investigate the tools, the, the table, the tool full of tables. Yes, yes, that tool full of tape. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> now, now it has to stay in, right? Now my mistake has to stay in, and I can't even correct well, myself. I, honestly, I don't even know if there was an actual mistake. I'm just I don't going think, right yeah, I don't think you... <laughs> if I can't escape 11 o'clock in the afternoon, you're going to, you know... I, I can't escape no a tool full of tables? Yeah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hondo will also enter the room and will try to use insight into what the heck this thing wants. Sure. I'll Can I finish what I was doing first? Yeah, I'll just say I'm going to resolve oh, a couple yeah. things uh, here first. Sure. So, Rovin, the table is just full of different, what looks like, uh, well, actually, you know what? Make me, uh, I don't know, a his, either history or medicine check. History or medicine check. We're going to do a medicine check. Sounds good. Uh, 14. 14. Okay. Um, these are, I mean, it's not, you haven't come across these, you know, in, in really in person. It's not like you were, you've never really robbed a lot of medical facilities in your time, Robin, but you know these to be, um, I think, tools to potentially prepare um, corpses. Like uh, there's embalming tools, there's, a, you know, surgical tools. And things of that nature um, are kind of all like laid out, like you know they were in like a leather like um, like case that has been unfurled onto the table. Is there anything that seems like worth something? Um, I mean they are all made out of just your like I would say, you know, fine steels and whatnot. But I wouldn't say that these would fetch a like they're not ornate or jeweled or anything like that, right? They're just like typical working tools um although you know because i think it's fun there is what appears to be a scalpel that uh is silvered 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I swipe it. I take it. Okay, you now have a silver scalpel. Cool. I just want to wait and say I love how you phrased it in such a way that it, it left the possibility that he had robbed or burgled a medical facility before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or or ended up at a morgue at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, I it's, mean, that's entirely possible, that's like, too. That's the measure of a quality Saturday. Is it? Mm-hmm. In this place, probably. I mean, for Roven, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Malek, even though you're not necessarily on the screen yet, I'd like for you to make me a... Um, I'm trying to think of how I'm going to gauge this. Make me a charisma check. Just a straight charisma check, real quick. Okay. Do I just click on... All right, cool. I got an 18. Okay. Um, are you shouting anything from where you are right now? Can I hear them from where I am? Um, it's, there's, there are some faint sounds coming from out there, yes. Uh, yeah, I'd probably be shouting. Well, what would you... I think... I think I would be trying to force my way out if possible, but you showing resistance, I would start. I'm going to say prior to um, you joining that you've been trying to do that and it has not worked out for you. So, yeah, you hear this like. Yep. Everybody in the room, make me perception checks, please. Ow. I got a 15. 17. 24. Hondo, someone is definitely shouting from the uh, westernmost um, like stone sarcophagus slash table. Okay. Um, as I make my way, I'll just, I'll just go strength that before I even try to insight what the hell that thing's. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, make me a strength check, please, to try to lift the top off of this sarcophagus. Uh, 14. You try with all of your might, but your best effort is not enough to lift this up. It's, this almost seems like supernaturally heavy. Oh, okay. Uh, can I now use my insight to see if that thing's trying to... Yeah. Okay. Like, trying to, like, try to gesture maybe that there's something going on inside there. Eight. <laughs> Damn it! You can't make heads or tails of the gestures that this shadowy figure is uh, is, is trying to make. Okay, um, I will turn to Sir Dalim Rook and say, uh, "There's something in here." And um, whether or not he wants to help, or if I should help him. Uh, so, Sir Rook, um, you you can you know that these like, well, you may not necessarily be familiar with these types of. Um, tables or, or, or containers or whatever these are in the room here, um, you know for a fact that what's on top of them, inscribed on top of them, are magical runes. Uh, I was just looking at uh, what my physical options are as well, but that's magical runes. I mean, I, I'm not saying that the physical option is dead in the water, I'm just saying that Hondo's best effort was unable to um, solve the problem. From inside, you're going to hear um, some sounds. Moon! 
Alan Burr. <laughs> um, can I use um, an investigation to see if I can figure out what the possible unlocking mechanism might be on this? Sure. Ah, man. Rolling weak. Uh, ten. Um, maybe something to do with magic? I don't know. Oh, I feel just like something this to do. might be more of a job for kind of check, but maybe not that one. Oh, no. Oh, the bad rolls have carried over into tonight. Yep. Um, Well, Sir Rook, you know that it's magical in origin. Yes, clearly. It's very magical and very cool. Mm -hmm. And has origins. Roven, so on the other side of the wall, uh, on the other side of the room, what are those? Oh, like, uh, what do I, I see? I think so. There's a shelf there with um, a few stray items strewn about and three barrels. I would like to check out the shelf. Sure. Roven walks has, over that. Yeah, the shelf has a number of things on it. Various bottles. Uh, there's about five bottles uh, with liquids of different colors, and none of them are marked. Okay. Um. Yeah, and it's you see one that is red, one that is yellow, one that is a sort of a a uh, opaque white, um, blue and green. In addition to that, there is um, a scroll of parchment that has been um, like ribboned, uh, closed. Um, it's been rolled up, and you know it's got a ribbon tied around it. And uh, it appear to be several books on uh, different preparation methods for the um, like for like cer- ceremonial preparations to prepare like a a, a a dead person for the afterlife I open the scroll uh, yes this appears to be a scroll of oh, how convenient so I uh, I did a random roll here and it is a scroll of dispel magic cool. oh nice Perfect. <clears throat> I pocket that. <laughs> okay, you you pocket the scroll <laughs> of dispel magic. Are you trying to do this discreetly? Yeah. Okay, slide a hand, please. Sure thing. <laughs> wow. Thirty-one. <laughs> Not a single soul sees this happen. I know. Okay, cool. You have a scroll of dispel magic. Hooray. That only you that only you know about. Correct. <laughs> Sir Delamrook is uh, continuing to uh, badger this shadowy figure with questions. Mostly sure. irrelevant at this point. Uh, <laughs> most recently, he asked for his manager. Um, you see an actual visible like shrugging action with like the hands like turned over turned upwards like like what <laughs> and then you see it you do see it start gest- gesturing wildly towards the um the table where you hear the sounds coming from within like the slab um 
and uh, uh, and then pointing to um, pointing towards it looks like now the shelf. The one that I'm at, the one that mm-hmm. Robin's at. Yes. Hmm. You young shades and your new fangled hand waggling. You see, it's making a lot of exasperated motions, uh, as if you know. You, you can see, you can tell it wishes or wants to communicate, but is having a very hard time doing so. Um, I guess Hondo will look at the shelf. Does he notice the different kinds of liquid? Yeah, I mean, I described the colors to you. They are unlabeled. Okay, uh, with an investigation, are they booze? <laughs> 18. Oh, good. The investigation check doesn't fucking matter. Uh, no, none of them are booze. Um, with an insight check, do they have anything to do with the sarcophagus? 10. Maybe? Maybe not? I don't know. They just look like liquids. Do Do the colors match... Well, like what's going on with the sarcophagus? No. The, they the, don't matter. The runes themselves are actually not colored. Um, on the Roll20 map here, I just found a symbol just that kind of indicates there's something there, but it doesn't actually reflect what it actually looks like. Okay. Um, do I know if they're not booze, what kind of liquids they might be? They are liquids. Maybe, so like, po- maybe like- potions, maybe components to something. You're not a man who's familiar with these things, Hondo. No, I, I wouldn't really know. Yeah. Um, is, there's nothing else on the on the shelves. The, um, there's the, you know, there's like, yeah, a whole bunch of uh, like books on different preparation ceremonies and whatnot. Um, and uh, that's 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 about it. This is this not this is not like a fully stocked shelf here. Rovin makes his way over to the barrels. He remembers that there was a coin in a barrel recently and he wants to know if there's more coins. Sure. So he's going to potentially figure out a way to open one of the barrels. Uh, these ones have uh, much easier to open, like tops that pop off. They're not really, they, they've already, the seal's already been broken on all three of these. Beautiful. So I can either open it up or pop it off with my dagger? Yeah, you can just, you can open it up with your hands. There's like a little like place Perfect. to put your finger and pull them up. Okay, so I put my finger in and I pull up. Yeah, so one of the barrels is full of embalming fluid. Ugh. Yep, nice uh, smell hits your nostrils uh, as soon as you open it up. Gross. Uh, the other one, the other, uh, the one in the center appears to have a whole bunch of um, decaying flesh and organs. Okay, thanks for this. <laughs> and the third is empty. Oh, okay. All right, I'm I'm intrigued by the third one, but. I put all the caps back on. Okay, sounds good. Hey, Fran? Yes. Um, if I can still hear them moving around mm-hmm. uh, and, like, obviously going through things, uh-huh. um, <laughs> several things. things are going to start to happen. Your things. Well, I mean, things in the room. Mm-hmm. So when he hears all of this, several things start to happen. Um, first, there is a thunderous noise happening within this space above the three tables. Um, if there's uh, torches, any sort of light source in this room, a flame, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're going to dim. 
and then you're going to hear a booming voice coming from within one of these uh, sarcophagus, and it's going to say, Look, you need to quit messing around and let me out now. <laughs> uh, is that, um, what is it, thaumaturgy or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And I can have up to three effects. I'll so. allow it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if you can see the room or not. That's fantastic. Well, I can hear somebody there, and like some of them were speaking. Mm -hmm. They're yeah, just kind of shuffling around, and I can hear them going through stuff. Yep. All right. Yep, I'll uh, I'll say that that's fantastic because Ruler Cool deems it so. Uh, Hondo will try to start pushing on the runes. Sounds good. Uh, you do that, and you start pushing on them, and nothing happens. They don't move at all? No. Um, they're carved into the stone. Uh, do they look valuable? They're carved into the stone. So they're, <laughs> like, they're like rune they're words. In the, carved, they're actual yeah, part of the sarcophagus. They're yeah, they're inscribed <laughs> into this stone slab that's at the top of this uh, solid table. The booming voice uh, will continue and he will say, there should be a scroll on the shelf. You will have to read the scroll to get me out. Oh, I see it. And he pulls it out of his bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, Again, how in a way that nobody can tell that it came out of my bag. How convenient. You know, give me a sleight of hand for that, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> You can't roll lower than a 10, so why the fuck am I even bothering? And he has a plus 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is literally Rogan's a pretty happened. awesome. That's his Rogan. bare minimum. Yeah, that's yeah, his bare Rogan's minimum. a pretty awesome thief. <laughs> yep, you have a scroll. Now, Rovan, you don't know diddly squat about spell scrolls or how to read them, but you, know, uh, you, you have at least one person here who does. Hey, uh, Sir, Sir Rook, I think you should probably read this. All right. Can Hondo do a perception just to see if he can beat a 23? Go for it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like that, highly unlikely. I'm into it. Nine. No. Nope, you continue to, to not notice that that was not on the shelf the whole time. You were more you were more fascinated by the liquids. You didn't even get to that part of the shelf yet. Right. What am I reading now? So the, the scroll, the scroll that I'm handing you. Well, what kind of a scroll are you handing me? I'm not just going to read any old thing. Do you have any idea where we are? It gets people. I was going to say killed, but it's worse than killed because it's killed here. It's bad. That's the point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rovin just rolls his eyes and takes things into his own hands and reads the scroll himself. Haha. Uh -huh. Um. Hold on a sec. Klaatu, Barata, Nikcha. <laughs> like he, I mean, reading, not necessarily understanding, <laughs> but reading. So here's the thing it mm -hmm. is unintelligible to you what it says okay. on the scroll. Again, 
I'm just reading it out loud, whatever yeah, I mean, I'm saying, like, it's, seems it's, it's phonetically correct. Yeah, yeah. These are, this is not even a script you recognize. Right. Okay, so not even like, I'm just like making shit up if I'm reading this. Yep. Um, but cool. you know what? Since you are doing I continue that, to do so. <laughs> give me a performance check. <laughs> Ten? Okay, uh, it's not convincing. Who am I trying to convince, though? Anyone. I don't know. Anyone. <laughs> Maybe even the school. Who knows? Uh, Sir Dellum, do you notice him trying to read this thing? Oh, yes, and it privately amuses me. I'm really sorry, Malik. Your rescuers are all giant dicks. Yeah. Marginally competent dicks. So... I mean, I'm also just figuring out in this scenario that Rovin could have just kept the scroll hidden and not even worried about it. But now that he's already revealed it, yep. he's uh, kind of like, fuck. Now, that being said, Sarook, so you're not taking the scroll from him? No, I will, after a couple of seconds, take the scroll from him. Um, do we... Rovin, are you putting up any resistance that would necessitate this being a check on my part? No, he was trying to hit it to you. No, your I tried to give it to you before. Okay, well, <laughs> I was that—that that was then. This is now. After I think, why would I been a I, jackass about it? Yes, please take the scroll. I don't understand this. Okay, um, let's see. This yeah, is very. This is. This I is will very now attempt to, to magic. use the scroll. Yeah, um, because it is part of you know what would be part of your class's spell list. You can read it and cast the spell without doing anything else. Fantastic. So I dispel on the uh, sarcophagus that it was indicated to, because it looks like um, the shadowy figures over sarcophagus too, but the noises are coming from number one, right? Yeah, the one on the um, western side of the room, correct? Yes. Sorry, I was just counting from left to right. Cause, you know, Absolutely. So, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, so what happened is the um, the spell works without a hitch. There's no checks or anything else to be made. And you can see that the, the runes themselves, um, where they were like sort of depressed into the and carved into the stone, now that entire area smooths over and is now flat stone. And the lid almost like pops, like the, the actual top of the like the whole this whole gigantic slab just kind of pops a little bit, and looks like, like it can Tupperware be, for the dead. Yeah, kind of, and it almost can be moved a lot more freely now. Um, so Hondo, it looks like you're actually able to push this thing off without almost any effort anymore. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, inside, there's there's a, a creature, and he's also pushing this lid as soon as he recognizes the seal is broken. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so, <clears throat> what you see crawling out of this uh, sarcophagus um, is a gray-skinned tiefling with white hair covered in scale mail, um, and he's got silver eyes. Um, rather tall, like 5'10", 5'11", and as he pulls himself out of this sarcophagus, he's scanning the room, looking at uh, this knight and this halfling and this fighter, and just the look on his face is one of gratitude, but also, like, utter astonishment that, like, a group like you are wandering around in the Shadowfell down here. And uh, he'll address, thank you for letting me out. Who are you? 
Uh, now, Sir Rookie, do you actually wear symbolism of the Raven Queen on you? Like, is it very visible? Uh, very visible. Like, um, it's full of black enameled armor, but um, you can see etched into it in almost like a slightly lighter black are feathers going up both of the um, both of the bracer areas. And there is definitely some uh, some more raven symbolism in the armor itself. So, so, uh, so Malek, actually, you, you recognize the symbolism here because this is the lady you serve now. While you may have been down here for our audience uh, for much longer than the Raven Queen has been around, uh, you served the previous god of death as well, uh, Kelimvor. Um, this is now the lady you serve, and you recognize that Sir Rook is also one of the members of the Order. But you haven't been in contact with anyone else from the Order in quite some time. You've, you've had a very simple and steady job here, and that's pretty much keeping this place unknown and safe. And, uh, well, someone came in and, you know, made that a little bit more difficult for you. Yes. <clears throat> Oh, look, I, I don't really know what happened. I, I fell unconscious and I woke up inside of the sarcophagus. Now, you have released me. Thank you. Please, tell me who you are. I'm Rook of Her Lady's Knights of the Raven. And these are a couple of boneheads I found outside. Anyway, your door was open. <laughs> And now, uh, Malek, there is no door to this place, so you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and who are you calling a bonehead? And who One are you? Boneheads who are possessed by ghosts, and I had to beat into, into sensibility. They call that performing an exorcism, Sir Rook. <laughs> now that too, but I really didn't need to church it up for the boneheads. <laughs> uh, Which is what he's just going to refer to Hondo and Roven in his mind. Harsh. For forever. Hondo's essentially ignoring you anyway. <laughs> and yeah. and drinking okay, again. <laughs> um are there 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 were other sarcophagi or just the one? Um the other two tables in this room are identical to this one. Um and now the you can see, uh, Malek, now that you've you've probably stepped out of this at this point, right? Yep. Okay, so you were previously working on and preparing a, uh, a wayward soul um, on the second, uh, you know, the middle table in the room where this shadowy figure is hovering over, and you recognize this as its, uh, its spirit because you were interrupted in the middle of that ritual. Mm -hmm. So its, uh, its spirit slash soul is now just hovering uh, sort of between you know, uh, between worlds right now. Uh, and it's, 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 you see it kind of like almost like, like it's, it's, it's kind of clasped its shadowy hands together. And it's almost like, it's almost like, a, like a, in a begging position, like looking at you, Malek. Uh, <laughs> All right. I, I realize these guys are, should not be here, but you know where you are supposed to go. Okay. I need to help you get there. That's just going to happen. And, uh, you see it like put its arms in the air like in celebration because you're back. Because I don't think it oh wants to be dear. here. His soul half out of his body. Oh dear, if I'd known that, I wouldn't have paraded you like that. I thought he was the help. I'm so sorry, uh, Alec. 
Oh, well, I remember once I had my soul half out about 80 years ago. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> it's a rite of passage. Uh, so now look, like... we we um, we must perform this work. Uh, please don't get in my way. Uh, Malek, I'm gonna I guess because I love the creative exercise of this because we did this in, in in a certain fashion in another episode. Um, this ritual that you or ceremony you have to perform here is much easier when you have other people because otherwise it takes you upwards of like three four hours to do this. But you have now one two three capable people in this room that could definitely cut the time down to like capable you minutes. say yeah i yeah. would use that word very loosely okay i'm but... saying capable as far as the you know when you if you were to put your minds to it you could totally be capable of doing stuff um and i'm gonna ha- i'm gonna have you malek describe to me what needs to be performed for this ritual and uh, we'll see how well these guys or if these guys decide to do it with you well uh i have to go over to my workbench, my table of tools, tool of tables. And um, I'm going to be scanning and start preparing, organizing my tool set to perform this. And the first thing I will notice is where is my scalpel? Come on! (laughs) If this is the place that I would be working, I think it's only right that he would know where his tools are and where. Yeah, especially your silver scalpel. The silver scalpel is essential for all of these purposes. Has any of any of you seen my scalpel? I must. uh, I must have it for this purpose. Right, a silver scalpel is essential to this process, uh, Malek, because you know the silver ensures that. Um, you know, the body will never rise again. The silver also will fetch a pretty penny. Uh, is that just you thinking out loud there, Rovin? That is just me thinking out loud. Um, is there any way I could incite these guys based on just their body language and their expression? Um, sure, because at this point it could either be the whoever knocked you out that stole it or one of these guys. 24. Yeah, that Rovin's acting kind of shady. You there. Well, now, well, now, wait a minute. Can't I do a... Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, check again. Deception, Deception, please. Yes, please. Oh. <laughs> Can't roll under a 10, so I got a 16. Yeah, you. no. Halfling. <laughs> I have been here for many years, and I recognize Shady when I see it. Hey, you. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, whatever. It's just a scalpel. Here you go. This is a most prized tool of mine and most necessary for this work. Now, please. Yeah, and it would have been prized in my purse. Unless you can help me, stand aside. And he, he wants to at least kind of usher the uh, spirit into position. Um, and he does have a sort of incantation, a prayer, and he uses that scalpel in a fashion. He draws a uh, symbol that illuminates the barrier between planes, and he uses the scalpel to sever that spirit's tie to the Shadowfell, and then he is going to need to place it in the sarcophagus, close the lid, and basically sending it to another plane, you know, sending it to the, the 
I would say the final resting place for for that spirit. Correct. Sure. That works for me. So this is a series of events. Um, if I recognize anybody in the room, like uh, Sir Delamrook, I would say, do you have any knowledge in these practices? Yes, but my way is a little more, shall we say, direct. <laughs> so you you beat them <laughs> into the afterlife, correct? <laughs> um... Give me one second. I need to um, find the exact text for banishing smite because that's exactly what he does. I am aware of such agents. I have uh, I have worshipped the uh, the Kelimvor before the Raven Queen, and now uh, I, I am in much need of assistance. It is is very much a pleasure of mine to meet somebody in the same field. So, like the way, the way, the best way I could describe this is that you know you're there essentially um, for those that you know uh, have come here. There's more, more of the denizens of this actual realm itself, right? Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Sir, Sir Rook is more there to deal with uh, the ones that got away, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, we're you know the orders marshal and the sort of things they would do. I'm trying to link Banishing Smite, but what it does say is um, if it's not of this native plane and if it has less than 50 HP at some point when I hit it, it goes home. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it make like some sort of popping sound when it does it too? Oh, probably a little more violent than just a pop, but yeah. Yeah, he's he's very familiar. I have uh, Banish as a, as a spell as well, and uh, if they are not native to the plane they immediately go there and uh otherwise yeah the target does not return Mm -hmm. yeah so um i suppose technically i could have at some point smacked rovin right back to the prime material plane yeah actually (laughs) that's actually a that's that's that is very true but due to the subtle metagaming of not doing that to the other people at your table no, but it'd be, it'd be a convenient way to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, I suppose at the end of this, if Rovin wants to go back, I can literally just go beat him back, back there. <laughs> Hondo has already requested that, just not exactly that method. <laughs> I am afraid that somebody tried to do that to me. Now, I'm pretty sure you weren't the ones who knocked me out. But I am very curious as to how I ended up inside this sarcophagus. I suppose I can add that to my list of mysteries for the day. Well then, uh, you have now assembled the party again. And um, Sir Delamrook would be enthusiastic about helping with this if necessary, but I sort of um, do up the heat definitely recognizes that his methods amount to brute force, brute force, and more brute force. Right. So it looks like, Malek, you're finishing this ritual on your own. Unless you want to enlist the help or try to instruct these three on how to complete it. Because if not, then we're going to say that three hours pass before anyone, before we move on. Well, I certainly don't want him to just start swinging 
in my ritual chamber. Oh no, I would absolutely <laughs> help with anything, but like you'd got it. You'd have to tell Sir Delmrook what to do. I mean, he's got a decent enough Ex- arcana. Explain like probably, I, explain like I'm five. Yeah, he'll probably get the basics, and he will perform any task enthusiastically to the best of his ability. Just don't ask him to lead because you know everything looks like a nail to him. Uh, perhaps he would at least just ask um, if he would recite the enchantment with me. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, so um, Malek will, will at least uh, address Sir Delam and say, Oh, please stand on the other side and help me. Uh, recite the words after me. Oh, and he'll... So Sir Delamrock <laughs> relocates himself to the other side. <laughs> Yeah, enthusiastic, but don't let don't leave anything up to Sir Delamrook's interpretation, or yeah. he may go somewhere weird. Tegorak. <laughs> oh, he's really he's really making up words. Gindabe. Gindabe. It's a bee, more like a bee, not a bee. It's a bee. Gindabe. <laughs> yes, very good, very good. Eshta Furak. Eshta Furak. <laughs> oh, this is gold. Yeah, so this goes on now for only a half hour now. What? Oh my god. Rovin is like against the wall, just like eyes rolled in the back of his head at this point. Uh, Hondo is back by the other. Uh, the um, liquids mm-hmm. and is just kind of like mixing them randomly together and sniffing wait, them. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. <laughs> so, 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 so these mystery liquids that are in these containers, now they're, they're, they're pretty much full to the top and there's a stopper at the top, right? It's like your typical like potion bottle type thing. Mm-hmm. So there's not really any room inside, you know, to pour another liquid, it's going to overflow. So are you pouring some out and then mixing them together? Um, Hondo will... There were different colors, right? Yeah. Uh, what were the colors again? Red, orange, like uh, opaque white, blue and green. Um, he will open the clear, the white one and sniff it. It smells... Um... Oddly sweet uh, and floral. Okay. Um, he will open the red one and sniff it. It smells like this one doesn't really have too much of an odor, so it doesn't have, but it doesn't have a bad odor. It's maybe I would say a, a vague. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I mean, you can't necessarily make it out. It's a very vague smell. Uh, it's, 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 I wouldn't say odorless, but nothing that's really discernible or um, strange to you. Uh, the orange one? Um, orange one actually has the uh, smell of um, some, something burnt. Okay. Um, and then the, the blue and a green one? Mm-hmm. The green one? The green one smells um, very mossy. And the blue one. The blue one smells salty. Okay, he will uh, dump out a bit of the green one. Uh huh. And try to put the white one in it. Okay. Uh, 
you now have a lighter green liquid that is now completely opaque. And he'll sniff it again. Lighter green liquid. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Dave. Uh, Well, it smells like a combination of the two now, Hondo. Okay. He's disappointed. It doesn't smell like alcohol to him. No. Uh, It still does not vaguely resemble alcohol. He will take out his whiskey, uh, take a shot of whiskey, and then uh, dump some of it into the whiskey. Of the mixture? Yeah. Wait, uh, before or after you take the swig? After. Okay, so you take a swig of your whiskey and then you mix this stuff into your whiskey. Just a little bit. Like Just a, mi- a little bit. Mixer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, how much of the bottle are you putting in there? Give me a general estimate. It's uh, kind how, of important. How big is the bottle? Um, I would say it's about a liter. Okay. Um, he's just putting about a quarter of a cup into his whiskey bottle. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So now the 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 the, the whiskey is cloudy, and the the color has gotten distorted. Yeah, but it'll last longer now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Uh, this is and that's happening. that. <laughs> this is all happening while the ritual is being recited. Um, mm-hmm. Is there, I mean, I'm not going to break the ritual, but is there any way that my focus is diverted by him literally opening and smelling every single <laughs> potion in the corner and then mixing it all up and taking a right. swig? Yes. Uh, so you, I mean, you you probably would have noticed it with your passive perception because you're facing, uh, actually your back's to that, right? So what's your passive perception? Fifteen. Yeah, you would have heard like the clinking of glass bottles and stuff. Um, okay. You don't know what he's done yet until you're done with the ritual, but I'll say that you know thirty minutes has passed or whatever, and okay. um, you notice that uh, the potion of invisibility you have is now half empty, and the uh, potion of bark skin is also half empty. <laughs> what have you been doing? Are you just here to rub me? You free me only to rub my face? I, I'm making mixes. I'm running low on whiskey. <laughs> you just seek inebriation. What are you doing here? That's not going to do it. Don't you even oh, know I, what you're looking at? Um, again, Hondo, being always inebriated, <laughs> uh, does end up taking a swig while he's being berated. Okay, so for the next six seconds, um, you... Your skin turns to bark, but your AC doesn't change because you're wearing armor, and you briefly flicker out of uh, out of uh, sight, and then six seconds later you pop back. Um, Hondo is slightly excited by this, <laughs> but doesn't know which one did which. This is when you swig your whiskey. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but he's not sure like why one of the one of the chases like which one would have done what. So, Malek, I will allow you to take the remaining potions that were obviously owned by you this entire time uh, back into your possession. You now have a potion of greater healing. You have a potion of fire breathing. And you have a potion of of water breathing. Cool. On top of the half invisibility and half bark skin. Invisibark skin which are useless now uh, on their own. Oh, okay. 
Now look, are you just here to steal stuff from me because I've worked hard to acquire these items? That is essentially why I'm here, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Who just admits to that? Hondo the Immortal. <laughs> Your rescuers uh, are all gigantic dickheads. So yep. Sorry. <laughs> he is not going to like this. <laughs> I mean, there's um, not really much you can do about it now. <laughs> However, is he, um, is he immortal? Would I, I have mean, he, any he, sort he, of? He referred um, to himself in the third person as Hondo the Immortal. <laughs> <laughs> I think I should at least um, detect evil and good on him. Like, I gotta, I gotta see what this guy is doing. Um, so he's definitely not an aberration, celestial, elemental, yeah. fey, fiend, or undead. <laughs> he is just—he is just astounded that this guy has come in here and affronted him like this, um, and he really doesn't want to get into a bloodbath since his back is still a little tight from being stuck in that sarcophagus. <laughs> um, but he is still like ready to just end this guy if he does anything else. Mm-hmm. So he is eyeballing you, Hondo. Um, Right on you. Like, he is just not happy. <laughs> Hondo is smirking at you. That's, that's about all you're getting out of him. Do you wish to remain alive? Do you fear death? Or do you run towards it? Did you not hear the immortal part? <laughs> I have heard stronger men say bigger words. Uh, again, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is like, like that didn't really mean a whole lot because I've met stronger people who have said things that are more important than just being immortal. Uh, right. Hondo, actually, what? Go ahead, Malik. Run me an intimidation, please. Oh Ooh. wow, Hondo, insight, please. <laughs> this molecule dude, this molecule dude means business. He could probably banish you somewhere you wouldn't like so much if you uh step out of line here. I mean he For doesn't the like audience at home, by the way, that was an unnatural twenty beating a seven. Right, mm -hmm. right. Um Hondo's not really pleased with where he is to begin with. <laughs> I mean, he understands that like this guy could probably do a bunch of different things to him, but he's not really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying Super you, are, you are intimidated. Yeah. Uh, Malek has a look in his eye because he hasn't dealt with people like this in such a long it's time. It's probably been a very long time since you've had any humanoid contact that they haven't been dead already. Uh, so he, he has like a, a moment of like second guessing himself. Like he's almost thinking like, is this just the way people are now? Like, so he's eyeballing him. He's like, I don't know whether you feel like you belong anywhere, but if you're just drinking yourself into annihilation, I can end your misery much faster, my friend. Uh, when Hondo takes the other swig, does he become invisible again? <laughs> for, for six seconds. Uh, Hondo takes that six seconds to move to the right. Okay. <laughs> away from <laughs> Malak. Listen, Malak, I'm not going to lie to you. 
can tell you that hitting him isn't a satisfying feeling, because, well, I mean, I'm not gonna say I hit him, but I hit him and it was satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> Uh, I love that the majority of the conflicts in this group really just come from within, and I, I, I could just throw the rest of this dungeon away and let you guys just fight amongst yourselves <laughs> and let whatever's PvP, and let whatever's playing out in the backdrop just play out in the backdrop. <laughs> well, it could it could force us to actually work together at some point? Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping that happens on its own, but it doesn't really seem to be. <laughs> oh, it's no. gonna happen. We just got to get the shit talking out of our way first, I think. That's true. I mean, I feel like that's and this tends to happen anytime there is a new person in the party. So, all right. Well, I mean, I don't even think the three of us have even figured it out. Nope. Yet. No, we, we absolutely we, not. And the fact that we're all to some level absolutely completely reprehensible people as characters yeah. is going to make it all that much self-centered. Better. Yeah, H- Hondo and Rovan have been going back and forth stealing from each other the entire time so far. <laughs> Yep. Well, well, no, but you don't know that. No, that's true. Hondo, you're still under the impression that all the things you took from Rovan, you still have. Right. You are under the impression that you are the better thief, but I know that I am. When you were unconscious, I pickpocketed you again. Yeah, you and then a- he... I was unconscious! I did it while you were actually awake. Yeah. No, yeah, but then he... Yeah, but yeah. then he took it again from you when you were unconscious. Which is fine. <laughs> Whatever. I was half dead. That's cool. Yep. Tondo thought you were dead. This is, a, this is an odd <laughs> score we have to settle here. <laughs> In the meantime, where to now, boys? Uh, well, I noticed there's another hallway. Yep. Or is that a door? It Sorry. was a door, and it can open freely now, so I'm just going to do that. Cool. Um, this is all familiar to Malek. Uh, uh, yes. Is- he is really curious as to what their end goal is. Are they trying to go someplace, or are they trying to talk to somebody? Well, Sir Rook, I'll let you explain. Our lady tasked me with uh, investigating some disturbances in the... Um, on, on the map she has, it says it's the southern regions of the Shadowfell, but you know how this place gets all wonky. It was the south when she showed it to me on a map about... Oh, about five years ago or so, and I've gotten around to making it here to check the disturbances in the area. And it seems like you left your door open. You are uh, referring to the tremors, right? Well, she wasn't terribly specific when I was sent out, so uh, tremors seemed like a likely option after I uh, found a couple of uh, frozen idiots. Okay. I have traveled these lands, but mainly once you find a safe place, you learn to stay put. The south can be very dangerous, but if you are seeking this for our queen, then I will assist you. How nice. If you assholes would just stop stealing from me, it would be greatly appreciated. Message received? Question mark. Uh, the message was heard. 
It doesn't seem like yeah. it doesn't seem like he has that much more left to steal. So no, yeah. that's pretty much. <laughs> I already it. attempted to steal what I wanted. So. Um, he's definitely going to retrieve the rest of his tools, uh-huh. uh, and, and, and whatever and, fashion and, they may yes, be. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, you guys are free to move on. So exiting the other northern door in this room, the one on the western side, uh, again puts you to a, another smaller antechamber with one of Malek's uh, inscriptions of the Raven Queen on the floor. Um, at this point, uh, maybe maybe Malek is regaling you his, uh, his his time, maybe you know crafting his own little works workstation here and creating these you know effigies or symbols, um, but. Uh, Looking out uh, on the western side of the antechamber here is another path, like hallway that, you know, has been carved into the uh, cavern, uh, and it extends forward to another bridge that crosses what appears to be a southern uh, tributary or, you know, split of the river Styx, where it's also flowing um, from what looks, at, what looks to be south uh, to um, northwest. And then to the north, in the center of this hallway, is another passageway that goes, uh, you know, that heads north, presumably to the other uh, other bridge you guys saw that was crossing the river sticks from north to south. Well, I want to take them south. I want to, at least to my knowledge, navigate the the fastest way to the region where. I assume these disturbances are the same that I've been experiencing down here. You think that everything's either is, is happening towards the, the west, the western area. There, you know that there's a uh, there's a temple um, to the northwest, and um, you know uh, a another uh, set of uh, rooms to the to the south. You know, like I would say west by southwest. You have to just you know cross the bridge there. Okay, which one of you feels the hardiest? Uh, possibly the most likely to die. Hmm. Well, the most okay. likely to actually die, or the most likely to get themselves killed? Uh, either way, if it's your time to go, who feels like today is their day? <laughs> I don't think anyone is prepared to answer that question. <laughs> Just a question. It's fine. But, I mean, we should figure out uh, our, our way around here. I can I can order you from the front or the back. I think everyone is looking at you and be like, lead the way, bud. <laughs> right. Well, if I'm familiar with this, I'm familiar with how dangerous this area is, right? I mean, Possible I mean, you dangers know that, uh, everywhere. You know, you know that the uh, that there's a lot of restless souls that flow through and down the river sticks. You know, you've done your best to bring peace to as many as you can. You know, uh, for, for the ones that are trying to um, leap and jump away. Um, so you know, there's always the possibility of bad things happening. Um, okay. But also, you know, there's also I mean potentially additional intruders here since someone knocked you out and it wasn't these guys. All right, all of you be careful and uh, try your best to stay alive. That's the goal. Sir Rook will uh, summon forth um, Harbinger in its great sword form 
a gigantic um, obsidian glass greatsword over it, um, just has it slung over his shoulder. Sounds good. Um, as you guys exit out and are staring across the bridge that kind of goes from uh, east to west here to cross over that little uh, outlet from the or inlet from the uh, river Styx, you actually see a whole bunch of grotesque looking humanoids. They look very much not alive, standing on the other side. There appears to be seven of them, and they are all looking at you with a hunger and a hatred in their eyes. And that's what we're going to call this week's episode of The Hapless Heroes. Ah! Oh! Ah! <laughs> so, uh, thanks everybody for listening. If you like us, you can find us on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram. It's at Hapless Heroes. We're on Facebook and Reddit. Just search for Hapless Heroes Podcast. We are also, uh, but all—I mean—all those places will really just point you to what I would say, and most of us would agree, is the crown jewel of our social media presence: our Discord server. It's where most of us are hanging out all the time, especially right now. And we really can't go anywhere else for our socialization purposes. And um, yeah, we're just talking about a whole bunch of stuff. There's a lot of, we have a great community of listeners on there. I mean, it's growing, you know, day by day. And it seems like we just get batches, like in waves, right, of all these new folks coming in, sharing stories with us and talking about, well, literally anything. Um, we'd encourage you to join us. It's a pretty cool place to hang out. Now, if you really, really like us, you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. Um, and I also realized that Facebook gives reviews, and it's not something I check as often and don't really get notified, unfortunately, when it does happen. But uh, we've actually gotten some, uh, some kind words written to us uh, by some of our listeners there. And I'd like to just take a moment and acknowledge one of those people, Martin. No, and I'm going to apologize. I have there's actually a whole bunch on here that I apparently from, from freaking 2019, and I'm a jerk and have not even seen these yet. Um, yeah, and they like I kind of pay attention to the Facebook, and I get no alerts or anything for any of that. Either. I'm glad that we responded at least as a page. But uh, real quick, uh, Martin from Denmark, uh, you're saying you know role playing podcast newbie, little experience other shows for comparison, but it doesn't matter because he's very fond of these characters, our banter, the adventures, the development of the story. He says he often laughs out loud when listening to the interaction between both the players and characters. And as a listener, you feel very welcomed by the friendly and loose tone. And thanks for a great story and for sharing with us. Wish you the best. Martin, you are a five star human. Thank you. Five stars, yeah. Five stars. Five. Five. <laughs> 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 Now, if you really, really, really like us, you can donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash heroes. Lots of fun rewards, bloopers, behind-the-scenes audio, special Discord roles, secret channels, notebook contents. I mean, we have so much going on in there. I'm still trying to figure out how to plan a, um, like a, like a patron's game night, like a virtual game night, playing some Jackbox games or something or whatever we can kind of cook up. Um, I want to find another way to give back to those of you who've helped us, you know, essentially sustain this show over the course of the last almost three years. Um, yeah. It's just a beautiful thing. So um, stay tuned for that. I will be announcing something as soon as I am able to cook something up. If you really, really, really love us, gather all of the printer paper that you have 
and what we're going to do is tape all of those pieces together and make one giant poster that stretches around your house. Hell, this will around the globe. Well, this will help contain yourselves within the house as well as advertise to everyone else that they should listen to Hapless Heroes Podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Now there's nothing left for me to do besides outro this beautiful cast for you. Starting from my portraits arrangements on the right, we have Phil as Malek. This is going to get even weirder. Dave as Sir Dellum Rook. Challenge accepted. John as Honda the Immortal. Time to mash more things in the pudding. And <laughs> pudding. Pudding. <laughs> Uh, and last but never least, Mike as Robin Tossbottom. I will steal something from one of these bozos if it's the last thing I do. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. And tune in next week while we continue this wacky, wild, spooky adventure. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.